the beauty in the name stimulus, I love how flexible it is. Yeah. I'm so glad that Mikio gifted it to me. <laughs> Maybe not that it was his to give to me, but you know, that, that's what he did. Uh-huh. He interpreted it like it was. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm, I, this, yeah." But anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> As I was thinking about this new configuration of, or you know, new, new revised service offering for, for, for Casey, or even just individuals, leaders, team leaders like Casey, open or close. Like, yeah, stimulus is a beautiful name. It's probably even more befitting now than it was yeah. before. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I agree. I was like um never really it took a while to mature. Yeah. It was like This is like five years. Yeah, it was, like, it was too much yeah. for five years. It had to, a little bit of alcohol had to burn off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's the other thing. Like, it's the longest business entity that I have continuously operated. Yeah. I was trying to count the number of LLCs or corporations I've started in my life, and it's like, it's like ten. Ten. The cool. first, yeah, well, was Lone Star Tech Solutions, where I like helped people with their computers. Strong name. The next was Longhorn Productions, which was my production company. And then I had Cinematic Rebellion, Amistad Tackle Company. Amistad, good name. Which was a company with Tackle. my father-in-law. Um, yeah, Corduroy was another. I remember that one, I think. And then Stimulus Group, which was with Mikio, and then Stimulus Media, which is a new company. There's a couple others in there that I'm leaving out. <laughs> So you were thinking about the offering with to, to DCG <clears throat> in terms of how as an evolutionary step of of mm-hmm. stimulus. Mm-hmm. And how has it grown out grown, grown out of what stimulus has been historically? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so in this lab we're taking up stimulus, um, and this question that Nate's asking, I think one big realization that I had in the course of operations is, um, while I have been interested in storytelling and filmmaking, I think what's most interesting to me is just solving business challenges. And I had been limiting myself to doing that in a, you know, film production way. And so better, better understanding and uncovering business challenges um, has been, you know, the more interesting and engaging part of the work that I had done. And then once I shed the limitation of conceiving of stimulus as a, as a, you know, production studio, then it opened up a whole world of, you know, consulting opportunities, but it opened up my lack of experience and expertise and practice in that area. 
And I think that's a big reason why I kind of retreated into, um, you know, research mode. Um, but it, like a failure of my previous journey through CDF on the cognitive dimension with the first cohort that I had done with you was like I didn't have I was still operating a film production company I didn't have like a professional way to exercise what I was learning in that even even though I like really wanted to build up those capabilities I wasn't turning it outward and now it's kind of the business is caught up to that in a way or the business is a blank I've made it a blank slate now so that it can it can it, it can do whatever it <clears throat> wants to do. Stimulus has always been like a very loose construct. I, I think my 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 perf my like walk through the professional world has always been like loose and s like loose at the edges. You know, there's like a lot of undefined <laughs> space that I've left open for myself because of like my curiosity. Because I know it'll take me there, or or I let it take me there. Because like a critique could be like, well, why don't you just do this thing, like that you know that you're good at, that you have a repeatable business process that like throws off cash and you know like makes money. But then like the squirrel part of me, the squirrel I call it the squirrel, like you know takes. What's me. the other one named? The well. There's the well and the squirrel. Um, the well, like the deep well. Yeah. <clears throat> and the squirrel. <clears throat> so I was just noticing, like, huh, like the name stimulus actually is, um, has become much more meaningful over time. Because I feel like what I really love to do is, like, you know, do a little experiment, see what happens. It's kind of like that stimulus response, but it's also like an enabling and empowering, um, you know, injection of something. But again, I think what I risk is like, you know, um, some continuity and stability in that, <clears throat> which I'm, I'm fine navigating. I think others around me are, have a harder time. You know, professional contacts are like, well, weren't you making films last year, or, you know, isn't this really what you, you specialize in? And it's like, well, that was, that was so end of 2018, and now it's 2020, and I'm doing something different. Mm -hmm. Like even with someone like Chris from Adidas, um, been like loosely staying in touch with her and have had a couple of email exchanges. I had done a, a, like a digital talk for them months ago, like in May, maybe, and she finally got, well, she, in her words, finally got around to sending a thank you and it was an Adidas gift card. And so I, and I was thanking her and just kind of updating her like, what's been going on, like talking about the research, um, the adult development stuff that like I've really been deeping in. And she's like, oh, it, I could tell by her response, like that sounds really cool, but it's kind of like, there's like a confusion in her response in that she's like, 
when I first met Chad, he was making films and marketing content for August, and then he's doing like, you know, um, responsive, and then now he's like even doing something different. So I'm just critique, critiquing my, my myself in the way in which the stimulus ha hasn't had that continuity or um, you know st structure and form. <clears throat> well, I hear you saying two things then. On the one hand, from a story perspective, it doesn't have continuity, but from a practice perspective, it does. Meaning, like, the, the way to interpret the name stimulus is either as an experiment of a stimulus and a response, or as this enabling or injection uh, process. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so... On the one hand, you're, um, if, you, if you only evaluate the business from a story perspective, yeah, it looks like you're you know, lacking continuity. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from a solving business challenge point of view, your methodology reveals like um, the limitations of the story storyteller approach mm -hmm. um, and and best practice and, and then best expert practice, <laughs> uh, uh, you know yeah. and and um, yeah best press pr practice uh, yeah that's interesting that's a different direction that I was going in but from the other side from the business challenge perspective what I'm hearing you say that it reveals is that the idea of a consistent storytelling narrative is actually faulty both for you personally but then also in terms of the business serving your how you've evolved what's crystallized for me actually just now is that all of my businesses all of my business practices and my decision to not work in in a traditional employment arrangement or job is to selfishly serve my desire for lifelong learning and 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 skill development and kind of working up that ladder of business problems mm -hmm. so that the, the actual purpose of these businesses has not been to be like a revenue generating enterprise you know, to be a business, it's actually been to s serve my needs, to to do so many wide and varied mm -hmm. things, and, and to get these opportunities that I wouldn't have had before. Like why I, why I tied myself to Qualitans for a year because I wanted to work with this best practice expert, learn everything I could. Mm -hmm. To, to be able to do that on my own or improve upon that methodology on my own, you know, while traveling the world. Um, like, again, like, the, the kind of money or financial performance has, like, been an afterthought. Yeah. Which is, I think, why it's been, like, that's a big tension for me is, like, I see, well, if I'm, we're, I, we were talking about this yesterday, it's, like, pursuing the financial performance 
or, or other needs. But the biggest tension, I think, in my businesses has been financial performance and or serving my own. Development. Development. And, 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 yeah, yeah. and learning. Right. Right. So, like, I mean, th- this is why this, the, your frame of noun and outcome and how it creates these, like, self-administered PhDs or, you know, brings people together that are interested in doing and pursuing that and then allowing them an environment in which they can exercise that is so interesting to someone like and perfectly suited to someone like myself but then again like I think what's at risk there is like actual actual sustainability through you know a business model that that supports that system just because of my own history I have foregone earning you know for freedom to to mm-hmm. pursue and learn and do the things that I want mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, it's interesting. I was reflecting last night on um, there felt to be a deadening of the conversation yesterday or an avoidance of part of the conversation around like the practical things that stimulus can do to enable this client opportunity that now and outcome is providing to, to, to you. You mean I was shying away from it? Yeah, I, I felt that. But maybe I, I just misread you. I was trying to be really skeptical. Yeah. And maybe overcompensating just for our, our personal relationship and like our personal desires to work <laughs> together. Sure. Like for the betterment of yeah. ourselves and one of our partners. Yeah. 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 I was definitely playing the like role of skeptic. I'm I'm trying to be more skeptical of. Yeah, it's um, interesting that. So when I'm so when I'm trying to help you balance the well and the squirrel. Um, when I, I, and I'm doing that through, um, this opportunity with DCG, it seems like it's two, two negatives, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like it's, we're trying to bring my help towards the well to you and you're trying to be overly skeptical of the way that I'm doing that Mm -hmm. to protect our relationship and my relationship with Casey and and so it seems like that's get that's getting uh, pushed out or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe maybe I am pushing too hard against the like, well this sounds too good to be true. Like there's a real opportunity and it's like a win 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 all around. I mean, you described it very beautifully yesterday. I'm pitching. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so yeah, but, yeah. We don't have to dwell on that too much. If it's not DCG, that's fine. Um, but let me go try to find another mm-hmm. client. I mean, also the practice of trying to realize and the opportunity with. KC and DCG enables stimulus and now an outcome a pretty safe 
zone to play in. Yeah. Even if it doesn't turn revenues over. So I guess, like, if so, maybe, yeah, the DCG opportunity is low probability, but does taking on the, op- the low probability opportunity at DCG increase the probability of being able to repeat mm-hmm. that process and land a client in the near future? Yeah. And let me be clear, I want to do it. <laughs> but I think maybe I was feeling a bit vulnerable and like there's a bit of a soft spot. And I think it's coincided with me like coming back to the city and like aside from the work that I've done in the CDF cohort, like I don't have a lot to show for the last three months while I've been on the road. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it's just like, you know, my batting average over the last three months has been like <laughs> zero. <laughs> and um, so like maybe my self-confidence is just a little bit low. I just think you have a lot of negative capital in the bank right now. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You were just you were just avoiding work to generate yeah. negative capital. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that I yet understand fully how I can re- like I don't know what the. So I think this is where my skepticism comes in. It's just I haven't been exposed to or gone through processes by which I can convert that negative capital into something else. Um, for the last 15 years like you were talking about this last night as we were reflecting on yesterday's work session it's like clearly I'm unaware of the negative capital that I have inside of me it's just it's not Mm -hmm. it's not been it's not been I, I haven't understood yeah. Going back to the well, like I don't know. I know there's a well, but I I don't fully know like the the wealth of the resources that's available to me there. I know that when I go there, that that it's kind of overflowing with negative capital. Um. But yeah, I think why I'm looking for guidance and help from someone like yourself and from kind of a, an organizational structure like Now and Outcome is to is to to convert that negative capital into like I want to play the game where I I have my stockpile of negative capital and I want to convert it into other things. I want to convert it into social clout. I would love to become a thought leader at the intersection of these areas that you were talking about where I'm uniquely situated. I would like to turn it into into finance, you know, into capital capital. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just not been good at that. I'm really good at generating negative capital, but bad at converting it into other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you've just tried to, you've just maximized your stockpile so that you can play, mm-hmm. you know, uniquely. So the story's not finished yet, you know, like maybe up to this point, yeah, it's, you haven't been good at it. But maybe you'll look back in the mirror and say, oh, wow, actually, I was really good at that, and that was actually super strategic mm-hmm. that I banked so much negative capital in those days. I, yeah, I don't ever think that it's a bad decision. I think it's just it's frustrating for me to be stuck with so much negative capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the 
one of the patterns that I've noticed with you, you know, when talking about CDF with Nicole, is that you're stuck in the question, so how is that, you're stuck answering the question, so how is that going to make you money? Mm-hmm. And I, that's a really difficult question to answer at this point in time, mm-hmm. partly because CDF and development is something that works across time. So it changes, it changes the entire continuity of time from the beginning of your life to what you can foreshadow as being the end of your life. Mm-hmm. It changes the way that you think about your historical narrative overall. And so because it changes that historical narrative, it has unforeseen consequences on how you're looking at the direct influence of being able to quantify the value of CDF monetarily. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, like, it's not a... It's not something that I'm actually struggling with or that is in conflict. I'm just... I'm just... I am unilaterally (laughs) making the decision. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a conflict. That you unilaterally make the decisions and yeah, no, call right, out. right, but then but then avoid it. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, the, yeah, the conflict's created. It's just I'm I'm avoiding it by by making the unilateral decisions. Right, and it's a it's a an effective tactic to get to make your own decisions. Yeah. Um, but you you miss out on the intimacy that you can create with Nicole mm-hmm. by bringing her into that process. And then she misses out on the learning that you can share with her based upon your experience. Right. That's why I'm like pushing up against, like I'm not crossing the threshold over and towards five. It's just like, I'm not, I'm, cause I'm not making the efforts for those interdevelopmental relationships mm-hmm. because I'm a conflict avoider. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well not, not because of it. I, <laughs> It's because of my developmental stage that I'm avoiding, like, that's where my edge is, and therefore that's why I'm avoiding the conflict, because that's where my potential growth is, and Mm -hmm. that's hard. Well, because it would mean that who you know yourself to be is not who you're becoming. Right. Yeah. No, I make my own decisions, I do whatever the fuck I want, that's (laughs) just what I do. (laughs) It doesn't matter, like, what, what... you make available to me and I make available to you or others. It's just, no, I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Yeah. But you have to, like, the pain of that has to get severe enough where, or fr- you have to get frustrated enough with yourself. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. To, to, to push, push forward. You know, and pushing forward may not mean pushing forward. It may mean bringing up the the caboose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we're working now on your. We're in your self house primarily, mm-hmm. and we are sort of cycling cycling through your self-house like we're trying to get to an evolving set sense of your professional identity mm-hmm. and your personal culture 
based upon your knowledge of your developmental profile and personality profile. So seems like we did a pretty good loop there. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm just I guess I'm wondering how the loop that we just were in um, influences the way that you think about your task house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would love to have stimulus mutually support my own everything we've discussed from the from the personal from the self house while making meaningful contributions to different communities or groups one being like this um, you know the noun and outcome community and this kind of community of CDF practice I know those are separate but those are two communities that I want to be I want stimulus to help support and contribute to and then like be more explicit about how stimulus is contributing to my my family as a community as, as well whether that's Nicole and I or like you know my dad has reached out on several occasions for help from me and I have rebuffed him because I haven't been sure exactly how you know how to best be of help in that in that relationship again like managing a difficult interpersonal relationship, right? Because it's my dad. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so so I see, I'm beginning to see stimulus, while I reduced it to like a selfish instrument for myself, I, I, I know that it's a part of kind of a larger system of these different communities, and those are the three communities that I would like to contribute mm-hmm. most to. And so, um, I think... The process that I need to be comfortable with is like, the, or the oscillation that I need to be comfortable with is like between this kind of research and this work. Well, maybe maybe it's like three. There's like, or well, there's there's research and there's work or projects and there's play or games and kind of the interrelatedness between all those. Maybe inserting games is kind of wrong at this point. <clears throat> Or the generation of negative capital and the generation of capital, capital. Um, can you help me understand what you mean by the challenge? I don't know if you use that word. Yeah, I guess coming back to what I was speaking about before, like I'm really great at generating negative capital, and now I think stimulus needs to be better at generating capital, capital. So what's the what's the mechanism that you want to develop to translate negative capital into capital capital? Well, I mean, I have this opportunity that's been given to me, like, why not take it and and run with it? I mean, I think for the reasons that you said, it's too close to home. It's... um, you didn't generate the lead. Um, I didn't say that. I actually don't have a problem with that. And I, I think that's one of like your huge value adds to your entire network. Not just for me, but for many people. I know that's what you do and have done for like as long as I've known you for yeah. over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So like why not <laughs> receive the gift and like you know, make something 
of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't see. I, I, I guess it, it actually be, it, it, it's maybe even more practical. It's like I know that stimulus can be a, a, a meaningful contributor to the noun and outcome community through doing this work or developing this this work and service offering for DCG. I think what's unclear to me or what seems risky is like the actual like level one doing of of the work um, that's that seems m most uncertain like yeah well I mean you're that's what's the yeah I think that's what's most unclear I mean you're managing me essentially to help you determine the level one work and I think that's where that is where the that's where I think my lack of self-confidence in specifically recruiting and managing that top talent like that's I think the biggest disconnect but I think all that's revealing is just like why not rely on support or why not use the support that you're offering to help do that so is is the the fear around being able to manage people who do things that you don't know how to do who are better than you in in ways i think it's <clears throat> because i've been so great at being a generalist and being able to do everything that it's that kind of full relinquishing of control that maybe feels most uncomfortable and like due and due to kind of maybe the personal nature of the relationship of like Casey deserves the best, and in and, and DCG the client like you know deserves the best, and I've always conceived of myself as the best when that's clearly not always the case, but that's like the the self deception. Um, well, you know, one of the things that I know really well about Casey is that she has a tendency to take on she bites off more than she can chew and so as a result I. as a result she also does that in terms of her quality standard and the detail like she over delivers yeah so what leads her to bite off more than her she can chew is that she over delivers in the things that she says that she can do um and that ends up overwhelming her because she can't, um, sh she she can't. Right, her responsibilities overwhelm her. Yeah, or she can't do less than a hundred percent. Yeah. Or Casey feels like she's failing. She gives everything a hundred and ten percent, and that type of perfectionism has been very successful for her, but needs a complementary force mm -hmm. um, where she relinquishes control, where she empowers others um, to collaborate with her, where she helps to develop others' um, weaknesses in ways so that the work can, can get more evenly distributed mm -hmm. across the team. So what I'm saying is that where you my guess is that where you feel uncomfortable managing this excellent team will 
be a leading indicator for Casey on how she needs to learn to become comfortable in the messiness of working with really excellent people mm -hmm. and creating a management environment for them that really helps unlock their full range of capacities. So that's the yeah. value add that I think, you know, as that's a major value add that you bring to the team is your confidence to be in that uncertainty mm -hmm. with Casey. Yeah, and I think it does really come down to kind of just like, I, I think I am very confident in being able to put together a good team and creating a, a positive, generative, hopefully upwardly divided team dynamic. I think it is, it's just like the work outputs that I think is, is most unknown and uncertain for me, which just makes me uncomfortable and just kind of, I think, the nature of the DCG business, like it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's precise, it's complex, it's, um, there's like real stakes, Yeah. you know, yeah, in, yeah, in this right. business. Yep. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, yeah. I mean, as I'm thinking about it, like, it, that's very easy to, well, not very easy, but um, it'll become very clear very soon, like, how, like how well it's going or not. And we can just change course. I mean, the yeah, and also you have to remember what you've done in the past. You've managed multidisciplinary creative teams for, for a variety of clients in a variety of contexts. Yeah, f filmmaking is like the most collaborative yeah. endeavor, which right. is which is why I which is why I think it was such a natural pivot for me, you know, from kind of this producer role into like a facilitator and like, you know, excellent citizen team member. Yeah. is I directly took everything that I learned and experienced in that world over into um, in, into that arena. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> um, I don't know what, if anything useful has been generated. And uh, <laughs> I, well, I just think we're working. It seemed like that's what needed to happen. And, us working in the self house. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing on time? I think we should. Yeah. Is, is it thirty minutes yet? Yeah. I think we should. We should stop it then.